When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's start off by talking about the forming of the band, because you've been friends since childhood, but only started making music in 2015. Why so long, and who started the band? The band was started by by both of us. We both agreed. We kind of said, here, let's start a band. It was me who saw the video on on Facebook of Ryan singing a song that he recorded on his iPhone. I, I just kind of messaged him and said... Um, do you want to do something together? And that's how, kind of how it started, really. There was no... Uh, it didn't feel like a band as such, but it did at the same time. It wasn't like your conventional get-in-a-room-and-play-together band. It was kind of like a let's-work-together and concentrate on songs. All right. No, that's that's definitely interesting. But uh, the other thing I want to mention, too, is I like the name Picture This. Uh, who came up with that name? Uh, this is Jimmy talking again. My brother actually came up with the name, uh, and it wasn't anything to do with our band. He just told me it years ago, and I just remembered it, and I just said, here, this is a great name. It explains exactly what our music is like as well, so we stuck with it. Okay, so I want to I wanna you to elaborate on that. When you say it explains what your music is like, what, what do you mean by that? Um, I mean that our music is very expressive, and when you listen to it, it can really vividly paint imagery in your head to go along with it. They're very almost cinematic in kind of a way. And that's why we feel that our, our name, it's a very, very simple name, but it's also a very powerful name that um, a lot of people don't realize they're doing it when they're listening to music, but they're actually picturing stuff in their head. And I think that's why we call it that. All right. No, I agree. I, I kind of like the, the band name. It's it's different. I, I enjoy your uh, music videos. They're very uh, unique as well. Um, my favorite video recently has been, um, I guess, the, I think it's the Everything Everything I Need, that, that song. I really like the kind of the fan base aspect of that video. Yeah, thanks. Um, that was, we were playing, this is Ryan speaking, um, we were going to be playing like five nights at the Olympia Theatre in, um, here in, in Dublin and we knew that um, there would be some great footage and we just wanted to capture what our live show was like to be able to put it into a video so we just got some, like Jimmy's, one of Jimmy's other brothers filmed a lot of that and a friend of ours, Ray, and another guy, um, what's his name? Christian Turney. Christian Turney. Um, so we just got them to come along and, and film everything because obviously, the, I know every band says it, but the fans are genuinely the most important part to us and it gave them um, a big part to play in a, in a music video as well as us and showed off our, our energy in our live shows also. Yeah, I mean, looking at those videos, I, I kind of really wanted to be at those shows because I was thinking like, you know, the band's obviously doing good. They, they have great music, but the, the crowd is really into it too, which is, you know, that's what you want to be a part of, that whole atmosphere. Um, I have an... Absolutely. 
I have individual questions for both of you. Uh, let's start with uh, Ryan first. What what uh, what kind of drew you to um, the guitar and the vocals? Um, well, I came to boat very late in my life, um, I suppose, compared to a lot of other people. Um, I didn't sing until I was 18, I think. Yeah, it, uh, 18 was the first time I sang, um, which was like four years ago. So I was in school, um, and there wasn't a lot of subject choices that I liked, so I picked music for like to study for my final two years in school, and I couldn't play an instrument at the time, so I had no choice but to, but to sing. So I just sang, and I actually sang in front of my father, um, and just in my sitting room one night, I said, I kind of sing for you, and he was like, he was a bit shocked because I had no interest in music at all. He, <laughs> then I sang for him, and he, he said, you can really sing, and. That just kept happening. I kept showing people. I just kept singing for people, and they kept being like, "Jesus, you can really sing." Um, and then I just kind of, I was finding it hard to be in control of how I was writing songs then, because other people were were supplying the kind of the, the chords for the songs and stuff, because I couldn't play any instrument myself. So then I, I just picked up guitar, so it gave me even more control in the songwriting. But um, so I came late to boat. I only picked up guitar when I was like twenty. Or 21 um, so it's all pretty new to me but I've been writing poetry since I was like seven like the earliest I remember so I just kind of brought the poetry and made it songwriting I just added it with the singing and the playing and that, that's how they all ended up being married together in the end I guess it doesn't matter when you start to pick up the instrument as long as you can play it. And, I mean, you do an awesome job at the guitar. You have a very distinct voice that uh, a lot of my friends that I've introduced the the picture of this band to really enjoy. Now, for uh, Jimmy, I want to ask you, what made you interested in the drums? Um, I don't really remember exactly what it was. I was very, very young. I was maybe six five or six at the time, so I actually don't remember starting to play. But I do slightly remember, in my, I have a large family and they all play guitar, and no one played drums, and they, they jokingly said, oh, I should start playing drums, and I just got interested in it. Um, I, had, I could play some guitar, then I started playing the drums very, very young, and it was just more appealing to me. I don't really remember why, but I just stuck with it, and I've just been playing ever since. No, I I think that's uh, it's it's interesting you mentioned that. So you basically come from a a musical family, and they basically be, they basically told you, hey, all the instruments are covered. You go off and play the drums. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty <laughs> much what happened, and what I'm always told is what happened. So yeah. And now for both of you, I guess, who are some of your influences growing up? Because I mean, every artist has someone they look up to or try to idolize. So who are some of those for for you guys? Um, for me. I kind of um, grew up inheriting my brother, my older brother's music um, and, and my my parents to an extent as well. So I grew up um, listening to Oasis. Oasis were like literally, I exclusively only listened to Oasis since from like the age of, I guess, 12, even before that, up until the age of like 15 or 16. And then I kind of found the Stone Roses and other British, iconic British bands um, from there and um, hip hop music I love rap music I, I listen to Biggie Smalls for like <laughs> exclusively Biggie Smalls for like two years of my life as well and um, who would be a lyrical influence although it mightn't be obvious um, and then you have I like a lot of country music as well um, 
I know Jimmy does as well. So I like kind of the big iconic British bands like the Oasis and, and, and the Stone Roses and things like that. But then there is um, other kind of influences like hip hop. I just like music that's very direct and very real and it's, it's not very um, thought provoking really. It's just kind of in your face, which I think our music is as well. And just, I love colloquial language, so listening to Biggie Smalls is great for me because I've picked up a lot of language and the same with a lot of American language and the same with a lot of British language from just from listening to Oasis and the Stone Roses and stuff like that. All right. And uh, how about you, Jimmy? Um, well, I kind of was, when I was growing up, when I was very young, I was listening to a lot of like heavier music, like Metallica. Um, and like stuff like that, so I was I was heavily influenced by Metallica, uh, from my brothers and from my sisters. I was influenced by the Beatles and ABBA and stuff like that. And um, then when I start listening to music myself, I start listening to like Newfound Glory and um, different artists like that. And then I found John Mayer, and then I just completely turned to pop music. And it was John Mayer, Ben Rector, and all these kind of singer songwriter kind of bands, but. And Owl City as well. But it's like just now, it's just anything and everything. Lots of country music, um, lots of band music. Like I'm very big into just bandy kind of music, mainly. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of it at the moment. Anything on the radio that's that's good, I suppose. I like those answers. I like. I I actually enjoyed Oasis. I like Owl City, and I like John Mayer. But uh, did you guys have you guys watched the Oasis documentary? Yeah, we have. We've, we've watched it like ten times. We love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I think Liam and Noel have two different kind of uh, characteristics, but it's amazing that they, uh, even with that, they made the band work. Now, I, I kind of want to relate that back because you guys seem to have a little bit of a different musical interest. But I mean, as long as you get along, that's that's the main thing, right? Yeah, it is. I, I think the reason we uh, we actually get along, and we we I think Jimmy would agree with me. We've both said it a lot, is because we are so different as people. We are we are quite opposite people. Um, just even from from the, the social circles we would have hung out in growing up, we, we weren't friends growing up. That's kind of a, a myth that is out there now. We were we knew of each other, but we weren't friends. We come from different social backgrounds. We had completely different interests, um, and I think that's why we work so well together. I and mean, we're just very different as people, even just behavioural wise, I guess. Take My Hand. It's one of my favorite songs, and you actually released it on my birthday. So uh, it took me a year, though, before finding it. Uh, but explain how that song came to be. I, I know you mentioned about the whole iPhone, um, but I'm hoping you kind of mentioned what happened to it being so successful, uh, about how they had to change the revenues. Can you kind of explain that? Um, yeah, we can. See, what happened really was that we released that song out of nowhere, in Ireland and we had no management no label no nothing and it got extremely popular on Facebook um, just around our area for the first week and then it started growing and growing out throughout the whole country and it caught the attention of like everybody all the industry everyone caught attention of it and um, it, like that song really kind of helped us like it, it kind of broke us out straight away and it was an instant thing like the first night we put it up it just blew up all over the place and it was a very like to us we knew that it was a good song and like we were really excited about it because it was just it sounded so good and we were like wow this is, this is really really good and people responded to it so well it was on radio straight away 
And then um, it was just a leading song for our album. Every song that came after Take My Hand, like Take My Hand was the first ever song. So every song after that was uh, after Take My Hand. So that's why the album Take My Hand is first. And um, that's kind of the first song people should hear after ever being introduced to picture this. It should be Take My Hand and the rest will follow. It is a very important song and it's it's just amazing how one like that one song just completely catapulted us to a next level. Um now, you know, of course with saying that, you mentioned about your success in Ireland first. It's it's kind of hard sometimes to get exposure in other parts of the world. But, you know, people really enjoy Irish music and bands. Do you have a theory on why that is? I think Irish people in general, which obviously feeds into bands then, is um, are, are just great storytellers. Um, they have been for hundreds of years. Um, and even a lot of Irish traditional music are, it's, it's literally just kind of a story kind of sang in a cappella. Um, I, I think it's literally there's just there's something about Irish people. We have so much culture and so much um, stories to tell that are just really really great stories, and we're we're not afraid to to kind of get lost and to be in love and, and stuff like that, which all makes for great songs. And I think that's why. Um, the rest of the world loves Irish music so much, and, and deservedly so. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely I, I I definitely get that vibe with some of the songs that you you wrote or you write. Uh, they, I mean, for one that really stands out to me that I've kind of I, I've kind of used it as a ringtone right now. Uh, I got the '95. That uh, that's one of the songs that I use yeah. as my ringtone, um, and when some of my friends hear it, they're saying like, "That's not on our radio station. Where'd you get that from?" And I'm thinking like, I, I send them the links, I send them all sorts of things, uh, and then they'll come back to me a few days later and say, "They're actually a pretty decent band. Why aren't they more famous?" And I and I keep telling them, "Just wait, just wait. They'll get there." Um, you also uh, went. Yeah, or actually, I'll, I'll start with this one. Uh, so Niall Horan of One Direction tweeted about you guys, and you even joined him on some of his tour dates, including stops in Canada. So the first off I want to ask is, what's, what is it like getting uh, his support? That, yeah, that was, that was crazy for us at the time when, he first, when we first seen um, he tweeted us, because we were very young as a band. Like, Niall, Niall has been a fan of the band since very early on. I know we are still only a young band, but it was like a year ago. Um, he just he just tweeted us and he was like he DM'd uh, me I think on Twitter and he's just like you boys are class his, his his cousin showed us some of his our music and he was like you guys are great I really love you and um, he just followed us and then myself and Jimmy kind of spoke to him just every now and again um, just on Twitter and um, yeah then he offered us uh, support support slot in London and in Sweden. Which were which was really great for us, and we got to know Niall really well, and we, we'd now consider him a friend, and we're we're very um, we love everything that Niall is doing at the minute, all of his music, and just seeing that his success he's having with such great music is great, and he's a great ally to have, and we're very proud to be associated with him in any way, and we're very thankful that he brought us on tour, and he, he's a he's a really uh, great guy as well. Now, you know, earlier in the year, you released the debut album. I guess I shouldn't say early in the year because it was only uh, August of 2015, uh, including some of the more amazing tunes like Savior, 95, Everything I Need. Uh, all amazing tunes. I've said that throughout this interview. Um, so saying that, uh, take me through the music process. Like, what do you look for when writing your songs? Um, songs are written based on kind of moods. Um 
there I'll just have a, a it's it's, all, it's it's very spontaneous. I don't go away and write write a song. I, I've never done that. I'm, I never will because I don't I don't have that ability um, to just say okay I'm going to write a song today. It's just kind of I pick up my guitar in my bedroom and just mess around and then a song comes out, kind of lyrics, melody, and chords at the same time. Um, and then it's just I, I I send the song to Jimmy. Then we we've had like a Facebook Messenger conversation going from that very first message we ever sent. When Jimmy first seen Take My Hand, and um, I just send the song to Jimmy, and Jimmy has his own studio, and then he'll create the song and make it into put all add all the instruments into it and make the song into the kind of finished product it is, and then at, we'll come to, together at the end and just put the finishing touches on it. But um, we're, it's a very separate writing process. We're never in the same room, and um, the songs, yeah, as I said, are just written based on moods, and uh, they're lyrically always written in five to ten minutes. And that's why they cut through with people because they're very raw and they're not manufactured and they're not contrived and they're not. It's not a, a big process. It's literally a, a song written in five minutes and then made into a bigger song by Jimmy. That's that's awesome. I, I actually I was gonna I was just gonna mention this and hopefully you take it the uh, as a compliment. But it seems like you have almost like the the Noel Gallagher approach of uh, how to write music. Because I remember watching the Oasis doc or documentary and they said, you know, uh, I I can't remember the situation at hand, but the band went out for a night or about like a half hour, and then when they came back, he had already two songs written. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 Ryan. Yeah, Ryan has done that on many occasions. Yeah. There's a song um, called Difference on our on our album, which that was exactly the case. We were in Nashville, um, actually recording where we were recording our album, but we had all our songs written for the album. But um, the lads, Jimmy and then Owen and Cliff, who are our, our bandmates, they um, I think they all went bowling or something, and I didn't go. No, they went for a drive down the bottom of the road just to drive around and see what the place looked like, and they came back and I think they were gone for ten minutes or whatever, and I had Difference, our song Difference written. So that's the exact same situation there with that. Okay. Uh, I've got two more uh, two more last questions. Uh, one of them is, uh, are you guys big sports fans? Uh, tell us some things that you enjoy outside of music. Yeah, we are big sports fans. Um, all, all I did for my whole life, as I said, I was never really interested in music. I just grew up playing um, soccer. Um, that's all I was ever interested in. That's all I play. I just played soccer all the time. It's all I was. All I watched on TV. I played it on PlayStation. It's all I talked about with my friends. Um, so soccer and women kind of was all I was interested. In. <laughs> when I was like seventeen, eighteen. When I, I was always, I always had a slight interest in music, just no, no more than anybody else. Um, but and I played uh, our our national sport Gaelic and um, GAA. I played a lot of GAA growing up as well. And um, I, I love boxing. I've, I've never boxed myself, but it's a sport that that I love. Okay, for I, I mean that's that's uh, it's definitely interesting. And uh, what about uh, the the other one that I'm going to mention too is now you've come you've come far in the past two years. Where do you see yourself at this time next year? Ooh, um, that's kind of it's that's difficult to answer. Like last year when we were asked the same question we would have said like we hope to be doing what we are doing now so it's it's just funny how it actually has happened but for us like next year we want to be releasing new music at this time next year we want to be having more music out Uh, we want to have maybe another tour looking to look forward to we just want to we want to keep doing what we're doing 
we don't want to take a break from it. We want to just keep the ball rolling because we're enjoying it so much. We love releasing new music. We love doing all our social media and keeping uh, our name fresh in people's heads. So I presume next year with the way things are going, if we keep it going the way we're going, it, hopefully it'll be twice as big next year. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Ryan and Jimmy for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, thanks for listening, and good night. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer. Such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.